Hey gorgeous, welcome to episode number 273 with the amazing wealth chef Anne Wilson. Hi, this is Anne Wilson and you are listening to the Heart Sales Podcast with Christine Klonski. Enjoy! Well, I am so excited you are here today. You are tuning in. We are going to discuss one of my favorite topics, and that is wealth and wealth creation. Because I do believe the wealthier we are, then the more we can give. And wealth is not just money, even though money is a big piece of being wealthy. For me, being wealthy also means being healthy, being happy, being fulfilled, going for our dreams and really being in flow while supporting others on their journey. So I am so, so super excited to have Anne Wilson on the show today. She is a best-selling author of the book, The Wealth Chef. She is a wealth expert on the hit Channel 4 TV series, Safe, Well, Spent Better. She's a trainer, speaker, entrepreneur, and financial empowerment activist. And she helps people to master this vital life ingredient called money and use it to create freedom of choice so that you guys can live a life that you really desire to live. So this is just up my alley. I just love the topic. I'm so excited to bring Anne to you today. So I hope you have fun with this episode and it will be inspiring and motivating and, well, maybe a little bit challenging or triggering with some of the things we might be discussing and I would love to know what you are thinking. So you, please feel free to always reach out to info at christineschlonsky.com with your questions, with your comments. We are here for you to support you on your way. And for me, sales and mastering the art of sales, selling from your heart, just is peace of wealth creation. So let's tune right in with the wonderful Anne Wilson. Well, I am so super pumped you're here today and welcome. It's such a pleasure to be here and nothing sexier than to talk money yes. and freedom. It, oh, yeah. Uh, like, you know, money, freedom, sales, like these are my favorite topics um, because we can do so much when we get that hurdle out of yeah. the way that we feel like we do not have enough money right? Because money gives choices, money creates freedom, and money helps us, well, I personally think that money helps us to become better people. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And, and I, you know, I love where they were, you know, diving right into this core foundational element. And, you know, so much has been going on, boy, what a crazy time. And yeah, and I think everybody's being given this extraordinary opportunity as a lot of fluff and noise is stripped away to see what are these foundational elements that we have in place almost these what is our root system and how healthy is it yeah. and i think you know the ability to bring in money so sales conversion do you have a mechanism to actually enable money to flow into your life and then what do you do with it how do you structure it do you give a direction is there leadership um, how do you manage it? You know, if it just flows straight out in your business, in your life, there's also no freedom in that. There's no resilience. And I think so many people are realizing in this relationship, you know, we can think sales, money management, having investments, it's oh, nice to have whatever, or they're secondary, or they're you know, things that we've just got to do as a burden. But if we really shift and see these are core elements for us to be able to 
survive, then thrive, and they really build up, you know, core pillars and foundational elements of our life. So yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> These yeah. are so key. It, they, they are. And, um, you know, for me, like talking about money, thinking about money and yeah. really shifting my mindset, that has been quite a journey. It's, I, I don't really believe that I was brought up in a way where money was like a scarcity thing, but it was definitely not a topic, right? Yeah. You did not really talk about it. And I remember like, you know, one time I really wanted an ice cream and, you know, they had a, they had the choice, like big ice cream, small ice cream. And I remember I was my best friend and she got that one German mark uh, from her parents to get the big one, right? Yeah. And then my dad just would give me like the 50 cents for a small one. And I was so upset. And I still remember that today. It came yeah. up in some money mindset wow. training where mm. I remembered, oh my goodness, like that has caused actually for me to not feel as valuable as my friend. Like she got the big ice cream and I love ice cream. So that's another <laughs> challenge. And yeah. I, I feel in entrepreneurship, when we start selling, when we overcome that fear of sales and the business starts thriving, oftentimes people then also start sabotaging themselves mm -hmm. because of those yeah, of the money mindset, of the limiting beliefs that they're not even aware of. And this is so vital. You know, I think when we come to, and you address, address it so beautifully in, in sales and receiving, being able to ask, get clear, use our own voice. But, you know, we have to deal with our own stuff, our baggage, and get clean on that. Because if we take those into our conversions or our sales conversation, we project all that stuff on. So this really being able to dive in and feel safe to explore with curiosity, not heap to judge like, wow, that's interesting. You know, could this possibly not be true? And just have that, that curiosity. And then when it comes to keeping money, converting it to the concepts of, of investing, you know, I'm so passionate about the sort of back end. So <laughs> people go, yeah, and fixated by the assets and the back end, but it's, Really going because it's one thing to learn how to bring money in our life, earn it, bring in the revenue, but there's a whole other thing of creating wealth. Yeah, how do you what do you actually do with that money? So, there's these two pillars there's this deep mindset, the deep behavioral element of the meaning we've given to it, what how we believe it relates to ourselves, our identity, our worthiness, and there's the practical how to. Because one of the things that breaks my heart, I see a lot of people do mindset stuff, which is fantastic, and they'll start getting it through. But if you still have no idea, okay, so what do you do? You know, how do you invest in index trackers in the stock market? How do you, you know, manage your, your money flow in both your business or your personal life in a way that isn't limiting and restricting and overwhelming. How do you, you know, set up a portfolio? What are the practicalities? So there's this beautiful combined pillar of almost logos and eros, that curiosity and the framework of the how, which has to be brought together. Yeah, totally. And let me just ask you, because you have lived on in six countries on five continents, <laughs> right? So you've been around the block. <laughs> we, could, we could either say freedom is a very high value of mine or, or lack of commitment. You know, so I used to be in a, an engineer, civil engineer. I built railways around the world. And that was how I initially you know, 
earn my money, but I learned then what to do with it and invest, which then my assets and my investments gave me the freedom to really go, what do I want to do? And this is help people with their money side. And, you know, hence when I created the Wealth Shift business. But this has been fascinating because this has also given me a really unique insight that there are core common themes with money yeah, around the world. Yeah. 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 And also when it comes to investing and just being giving money leadership, it really is the same. I often say, you know, money is tofu. It's, it's like this amazing protein, but it's pretty flavorless. <laughs> yeah. We as humans give all sorts of meaning to it, you know, and it's, it's this, we deserve it or it's power or it's X or Y, but it isn't. It's just a very powerful value-based new protein and we need it. We need it in our life. So there's these core elements, how you manage it, how you invest it. Doesn't matter whether you're in Puerto Rico, in Portugal, in Papua New Guinea. Um, it really is the same thing. Money has no value judgment. It doesn't care whether you're German or South African. But then we as humans add all sorts of interesting cultural and, and meanings to it. So, so this is what's fascinating. I think when we start looking at the behavioral and the money mindset aspect, I think we have to appreciate there's various layers to it. There's truly cultural stories, um, myths um, that we we take on. So th there's a, there's a cultural relationship with money from being German you know, French, European as, as another wider section, as opposed to Anglo-Saxon, as opposed to, say, American, the mythology, the story of success, completely different from Southeast Asia. So I think we've also got to be able to look at our cultural boiling pot and what we've taken on from there. And then it goes into our family of origin, um, our parents, and then it can also be our religion, our schooling. And then also, I think there's a huge element of you said, what are the stories that we made up through our experiences with money? Well, not just made up, the stories that happened, but the meaning we gave them as they experienced. You know, I grew up in the heart of apartheid in South Africa. And I really got to see experience haves and have nots and crazy sort of relationship with identity, who you were, what that meant you could or couldn't have, poverty and having it. And this created huge confusion in me and also a sense that for me to have money meant that somebody else did without. For me to have money, so I almost had to hide it. It was shameful because it was this guilt around what it meant. And so unweaving these and having that curiosity to look at these various layers and then just to go, hmm, does this or doesn't this serve me? in living the life because there's no one set of money rules, money mindset beliefs we should have. I think it's just saying, ha, huh, can I be curious about, oh, this is fascinating. This is what I've taken on. And does this particular belief, does this particular relationship actually serve me living my fullest, greatest life? Because at the end of the day, it's not about, it's not having money in itself that we're after. It's what you've spoke about. It, it's about this freedom of choice, freedom of purpose, freedom of expression, this liberation. So moving away from, you know, trying to work harder for money, believe we need more money to go, hey, it's this extraordinary input, this enabler to free me up 
to live life fully. And I think that's, that at its core is why not only should we do this, but we must do this so we can absolutely liberate ourselves and bring all of us to this. Because I truly believe if we're not financially empowered, we will be overpowered. If we're not financially empowered, we cannot bring all of ourselves, all of our voice, all of our expression, all of our creativity to the world. Yeah, it's one I, of the inputs. Yeah, I agree. There's there's always that little fear, like what happens if, because at the end of the day, like each person thinks like, well, how can I feel safe? Yeah. How can I function in this world? I mean, if that basic need isn't taken care of, then it's really difficult to express yourself or to support others. I see that quite often in, you know, in the world where people really want to give to others, where they want to contribute, but they don't have anything to contribute. They can't give yeah. money because they, you know, they block themselves in receiving money. So what, what's a little bit of your personal journey? Like, how did you break through? Yeah. So I was absolutely, you know, similarly to you, a family, we didn't really speak about money. It was more hinted at. It was more subtle. It was more, you know, don't be greedy. Don't ask too much. Don't look over that big size if the medium size will, will do. Um, there was also very much a story of men were manage more of the money stuff. So as a woman, there was also this disconnect in this relationship. I was one of, I, I'm number five of six kids. My father did the hard work and that was his job to provide. And I think, you know, we still have so much of that legacy still sitting out there. Mm. And my mom, you know, looked after the family, but my dad died relatively young. And then I got to watch my mom struggling with the longer term financial well-being. She had always looked after the shorter term, you know, the budget at the house, home, and not knowing who to trust, what to do. And I just never, and I vowed I never wanted to be that vulnerable. But the only lesson I had been taught about safety, security, my own well-being was get a good job and work hard. That would make you safe. That would make me viable. And I looked around and it seemed like the men had this money stuff sorted. They seemed to ex project feeling more confident, more safe in life. Then when I looked around a lot of the women who seemed deeply vulnerable and more reliant on others. So I did the engineering, not because I give a damn about it, but because that's what men did. <laughs> And, and you were really, really good at it, right? I mean, otherwise you, know, you wouldn't have. You know, fortunately, yeah. I've realized that, um, you know, I wasn't really good at engineering. I realized very quickly that the detail, don't ask me to design anything, but structuring and problem solving and large concepts of bringing large complexity together. So I ended up working in what is called mega projects. And that's what took me around the world, did very much strategic planning. And so I'm very grateful for that career. But, you know, the first 10 years, it was all about work hard. And I thought, okay, I, I want to be able to have some freedom and travel and do fun things. So, you know, what's that recipe? If I can work really hard, if I can earn more, then also if I can save. So all, I, I initially got myself in a debt hole, managed to climb out of that, went, okay, don't do that again. So then it became all about how can I deprive myself? If I can control my desires, if I cannot be greedy, if I can really let's see how little I could live on and if I could save, then some point in the future, I would, there would be enough and then I could do what I really wanted. But all of it was vague. It was all at this, not even 50,000 foot level, 500,000 foot vagueness. I had no idea 
what there was. I had no idea how much enough was. Mm. I only knew saving. So I thought it was just about trying to hold on to money. And this deprivation was just devastating. So there was no life in it. It was all about what I couldn't do, what I couldn't have. It felt like I was this ultimate policeman. And I was also too, that, and I, I was married. And so I also became that in our relationship. And that became really stressful because I became the, everything we couldn't do. No, we can't do that. The this, the that, you know, and um, there's just no life in that, no vitality. And, you know, I just think back and it's so devastating because we're not taught this stuff. I, I was just doing the best I could because that was the only thing I'd ever been exposed to. And, and so it all blew up in a big messy money drama. The marriage broke down mm. and my hubby walked out the door with the money I'd been holding on to. And I was like, going, whoa, okay, this is not, <laughs> this not is, yeah, yeah, I'm obviously and, and fast paced. <laughs> yeah, what I find so sad is that most of the relationships, like um, statistically, do break up because yeah. of money. And, and it's, yeah, it's cited as the number one stressor mm. in, in relationships because we're not taught how to also have clean conversations. It's not just about the managing it, but we're not taught how do we actually speak about it without charge because often the only thing we've been modeled is money's only spoken about in a charge situation there's something's come up there isn't enough or there it is so just how to as you say you use grew up affair we didn't really speak about it so how do you have those clean conversations yeah which is enormous. So yeah, it was really at that point that I, I sat and went, okay, I can you know, just try and work hard. I can try and do these things, but that obviously isn't working. And I had heard about investing. I'd heard about the stock market, but it just felt like a completely different world. If one, it felt like a world for men. And it was all you know, gray men in weird suits with pointy, shiny shoes. Um, and it felt very foreign. I had no idea how to get into it, but I thought, hang on. You know, I, I might be blonde, I might be a woman, but let me, let's break through all that BS. And maybe I, it's, it's not because I'm stupid here. Maybe there's just fundamentally something I haven't been learned. And I'm very grateful that somehow I've been given that lesson that every single thing is learnable. Oh, and I love that. I love that. It, Let, let's just repeat that. Every yeah. single thing is learnable. That's so important. Because, you know, people yeah. listening might be totally overwhelmed right now. <laughs> Completely. Just, yeah. And this has just been such a key thing for me to realize nobody popped out the womb a financial genius. Nobody popped out the womb knowing how to invest. Nobody popped out the womb knowing how to have empowered heartfelt sales conversations. No one popped out the womb knowing how to put an automated autoresponder sequence on their email <laughs> service provider. <laughs> Whatever that is. I mean, hell, we don't even pop out the womb knowing how to walk. So you know, this self-compassion and then, you know, a, a second part just with that belief that it truly is a deep part of belief and, and it's grown, the more it's proven to be true for me, it's become a very strong belief. So I do go, hmm, you know, I, I, I'm, there's a pragmatism with it. I know that I'm never going to be a six foot seven tall um, black basketball player, you know. <laughs> There's also got to be practical in what I could be, but I could learn how to play basketball, but maybe not become an NBA you know, side. Yeah, but, but you know, if I it was your heart, 
yeah, if it was your if it was your heart's desire, you would be interested and curious. Exactly, and you would learn. So it. then, that next thing is that curiosity, and that really led me to start reading books. And then the next key thing, actually implementing. So I started with the stock market, and I'm so grateful because it's the easiest asset class, investing class to get started when you're busy, when you've got a business, when you're full time. I mean, little did I know, but the internet is completely, you know, there was the first asset class, this investment class that the internet democratized. And so this was the late 90s, internet was really moving on. And and so I was able to get in pretty early as a retail investor in these things called index trackers. And then I went into property investing and I just went, oh, and I learned many lessons along the way. I mean, we could have a whole podcast just on that, but really getting, ah, oh, there's these cumulative things. Consistency is the thing that's going to get me there. Not trying to find this thing that to rescue me. And this was a huge, big um, lesson for me, Christine, and it still is. And I think maybe you also experience this when you're teaching people about sales and in business. I really had also break out of this myth and the story that one, I needed to be rescued in this area of money. And I think there's this insidious story that we are still fed as women that right from fairy stories to the, the night, flick. The night on the white Absolutely. horse. <laughs> 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 like Julia you know, Roberts is going to Exactly. Rest, pretty rest. woman, whichever it ready is at this, you know, it's going to kiss yeah. us. And then, oh my God, thank God we never had to deal with this money stuff again. We're going to be looked after. What a relief. And that, that somehow money and our financial well-being is this burden that is a problem to be solved if we could just find that one business, that one investment, that one thing, that, you know, ratio, whether it's that person or that thing, that, that we never have to worry about this again. And I think that is also devastating because it also makes us very vulnerable to get rich quick schemes or trying to find that quick solution or that person, you know, that rescuer. And I've got to be, you know, they can, and this can be in our business and our life. And I've, I'm very, I've really had to have self-compassion with myself that even in my business, I've got to be careful. There's a part of me that wants to believe that there's a unicorn that will save me from the shit that I don't like. Well, handle we, that part. Yeah, I think we all have that going on, and especially in situations that are not comfortable. Like, oh, yeah. it'd be nice if you know <sighs> someone could just come and like the the deal could go through, or this person could show up, or yeah, yeah like like how to get relief from that unwanted th- situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's this fine line between delegation versus abdication, mm. understanding how we get systems and support in this, but knowing that something as primal and vital as our financial well-being is nothing, it, something we can never outsource. And it's about understanding how to bring our wealthy living and our relationship with money into our lives in an everyday way. Stop trying to look for the thing that means we're never going to have to look at it again. And so, so that was a huge thing, breaking out of this kind of lottery mentality. If I just won the lottery, if I just got this big payout, I, you know, I wish I had a, you know, a great uncle that had lots of money that died that I inherited, then, then that, that part of my life would be sorted. When we let go of that story and go, no, this is a vital part of living a great life that I need to learn how to, you know, incorporate in, it was a huge relief. You know, and then the second part of this was 
also letting go of the concept that it, that it's complicated because we also fed that story by the financial industry told that this is difficult and complicated and it's almost subversive and especially for us women because it goes hand in hand with that you need to be rescued it's also well don't dabble here because um you know i truly believe that any person that is financially empowered and also empowered in who they are in their identity and, 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 they, and they almost have their own back and just be, okay, this is who I am in the world. They almost become unstoppable. Mm. And so I think with women, when you bring these two energies, you can almost call it a, a deep sexuality of being dropped into their body, their ownership of, of what they love, what's wealthy for them, their own self-expression, then with financial empowerment. So when we bring that together, this deep power, you know, as you said, the first layer and role of money and being able to bring it into your life and keep it is safety. I think the second layer is, is power. Yeah the energy of being able to then create, express. And so these two things um, have been big, big lessons for me. Yeah, awesome. Well, time with you just flies. So I'm really looking forward to our next conversation that we already have set up. Um, but you brought us something that can really give us the first amazing steps to take in the situation to claim our power, to get empowerment with the savvy investor and absolutely yes let us know so, what yeah so here's a free training it's a webinar where i take you through the savvy investor how to actually start getting investments working for you because this is really important no amount of money that you earn will ever create your freedom we have to have these things called assets that work outside of us investments they are the only thing that will truly give us freedom financial freedom and that freedom of choice and so in the savvy investor webinar i take through this the six-step roadmap to freedom what is this ecosystem there's not this one catching thing the ecosystem of how to then get money working for us what to put in place a system to create this healthy wealthy environment so there's a free training so check it out what to invest in what are the other elements that really enable us to feel safe then powered buy this thing called money. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I will definitely put the links in the show notes and the resource section and also all the links that lead to you so people can connect. Because I, I truly believe when you, when you get that, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you mm. want to have this big impact in the world, you need to learn how to take your amazing gift and talent how to package it and offer it to the world in a way that feels amazing to you, how to get amazingly rewarded so that you are excited and it keeps you going. And then once you have money coming into the door, how to really invest it so it's not running through your fingers mm -hmm. and it really gives you choice, freedom, and the capacity to you know, support others in a much, much bigger way that you could not be doing if you wouldn't have any money. Absolutely. And, and perhaps in the second area, we can really explore some of, the, some of the risks that entrepreneurs need to be aware of when they bring that money in. You know, some of the, the fatal mistakes that I see happening over and over with entrepreneurs that just keeps them in the cycle. Oh, awesome. That's, that's a really great one. We will go for that for sure. Well, thank you so, so much, Anne, for sharing your wisdom with us and your journey. And I think it's so inspiring to see that you can start 
with basically nothing, right? Coming from a big family, not really having had those conversations by creating what you have created and just, you know, I, I was blown away. And you are one of the few women on the planet, basically, who is teaching the way you are teaching and provide so much value. And I would also say like hope for other women who have not caught on to the idea that they can be 100% independent, that they can be thriving, creating the life of their dreams by putting these pieces into place. Well, thank you so much for that. You know, it's deeply, deeply part of my mission, my purpose. And I'm so grateful that I've got the money path sorted because it does exactly that. It gives me the energy and the power to be able to use my voice, to be able to do this and contribute. And I think the more of us who are able to, you know, conscious creators who have the resource of economic empowerment and money flow behind us, this is how we start changing the world for the better. And if there's ever been a call for us to step up and get this part of our life sorted, this is it. And, you know, for me, it's no longer a nice to have. It's a call for each of us to, to sort this out and come forward. So I'm so grateful to you to be you know, part of this, this movement of heart-based conscious creators creating the skill sets that we need. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm so looking forward to our next conversation. So am I. Well, I hope you had a ton of fun, Gorgeous, and you got maybe triggered a little bit here and there. I for sure have. And, you know, I was always like thinking, well, how was I brought up? What was my belief system? How did I free myself from certain beliefs that did not serve anymore? And as we have seen, Anne has her personal path to creating the freedom she has created to be able to be fully empowered and now helping others on their journey. So I hope you took some notes. I hope you have made some decisions on where you want to go in your life and what you want to do in regards of wealth creation. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com to check out Anne's amazing gift called The Savvy Investor. I have a link for you right in the show notes in the resource section as well as all the links that lead to N. It's just one click away. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, and there you have the episode with everything you need, including the transcript, the three key points of the episode, as well as the show notes, the resources we talked about, and all the links to Anne, as well as your amazing free gift, The Savvy Investor. Thank you so, so much for having tuned in. I hope I see you for the next episode or you are tuning in for the next episode where we talk about don't just make money, create wealth and how that works. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world and I'm saying bye for now.